Welcome back, MTN Giants podcast, previewing week number 14. We're almost there, so I think there's like five games left now. Let's see, is there one, two, three, yeah, five. So we're almost there. The Giants are 4-8, and eight, coming off back-to-back wins. Of course, they had their bye last week. I made a, a, bye, a bye video, I guess we can call it, answering questions. So if you're interested in that, go back and watch it. Also, sorry if I sound like crap, I've had like a, I don't know, a stuffy nose and just a bad voice for the past few days, so I guess we gotta deal with it. But anyway, the Giants are six and a half point underdogs at home here against the Packers on Monday, and it makes sense, the Packers have been uh, really good. They've won their last four of five, they've won three in a row, they somehow lost to the Steelers four weeks back, which I don't know how, the Steelers are awful, saw that on Thursday. But anyway, um, the over/under is only 37, so of course not a lot. I don't have I don't have like great vibes for this game. Like I don't know what to expect. But there's the stat going around that the Packers have never lost in December during the Matt Lafleur era, which I think he's been there for four years. So never losing in December, pretty crazy. And I was saying to myself, wait, they lost last year in December, but that was in January. I know I know they lost that game to the Lions last year, that last game of the year to get in the playoffs, and of course they lost it. That was Rodgers' last game. But um, I guess that was January, so yeah, I guess that's, that is true. So we'll go over the injuries and the game preview. Of course, we'll do the uh, week number 14 spread picks in the NFL. Hope you all enjoy. Leave a like, and let's get into it. Let's get the injuries out of the way. So Evan Neal's out again, which sucks. I do want to see him play, but he's out again past the bye week. So this ankle injury's got to be pretty serious, I would think. And I don't know when he's going to come back, if he's going to come back, but I do want to see him play because that's a guy who... In a lost season, you want to see progression from, you know, your first-round pick from two years back. Um, Dexter Lawrence, questionable. He's been practicing in limited fashions all week. Um, Ashawn Robinson, same thing, questionable. Isaiah Simmons, same thing, questionable. Light practice all week. Uh, Coughlin and Tyrod are good to go. Of course, Tyrod is now quarterback, too. I don't know what to think about it. I know Tyrod's not happy about it. I know some Giants fans aren't happy about it, but I do think DeVito deserves another start. Like, let's, you know, I'll be honest. DeVito has not lit the world on fire. He has not been um, anything spectacular. Sorry, my voice is terrible. But, um, you know, he's won back-to-back games, and he's your younger guy. Like, I, I don't think Tyrod is much of a future here. I think Tyrod gives them the best chance to win, but in terms of, like, big picture like I think it just makes sense to play DeVito right now and if he really does suck this week then yeah you could put Tyrod back out there um, against the Saints next week but I I think for this week it should be DeVito and that's how they're going about it so Bellinger is questionable with an illness I would think in three days he should be fine or two days from now Paris Campbell questionable with a knee injury doesn't play much anyway Jair Alexander for the Packers their really good corner is questionable with a shoulder injury um, Aaron Jones is like legitimately questionable. He's been out for a couple weeks with a knee injury. Uh, Darnell Savage did not practice on Thursday, but he practiced in limited fashion the past two days. So he's questionable. Quay Walker, I think is one of their starters. He's out or he's doubtful, um, with a shoulder injury. So that could be nice for the Giants there. Christian Watson, unfortunately got hurt on like the final play of the Packers last game. He was really playing much better lately. They're a year two wide receiver. I think he was a second round pick in that 2022 draft. 
And Eric Stokes, another former first-round pick of the Packers, he's questionable with a hamstring injury, but he has been practicing in full all week. So I would think he plays, but with hamstring issues and, you know, your team being almost touchdown favorites, maybe the Packers want to be safe about it. We'll see how they go about that. As for the Packers, they've been playing some great ball lately. I mean, they have won, as I said, four of their past five, three in a row. And Jordan Love's been heating up. I mean, he's really had a nice, you know, you want to call it a rookie year, but the guy's like in year four. So it's kind of weird. Like, you don't see that at all anymore. Like, at most, guys sit for one year, like Patrick Mahomes back in uh, 2017. But, like, for Jordan Love to sit three whole-ass years and, like, you know, it, it's just crazy. But anyway, he has a 22 to 10 touchdown to interception ratio. He has over 200 rushing yards. Um, and Jordan Love lately has been much better. I think ever since that game against the probably the Chargers game, they played the Chargers at home. They won 23-20. Love had 322 passing yards and two touchdowns in that game. No turnovers. And in the past three games combined, Love has eight touchdown passes and zero interceptions. So he's been so much better lately. We saw him really like break out, quote unquote, against the uh, the Lions in the early Thanksgiving game, and I'm happy for him. I think Jordan Love seems like a nice dude. Um, I got to meet him briefly last year, at, like an event. So I mean, he seemed like a nice guy, but uh, I'm sure like sitting behind another guy like Rogers for a few years, you kind of get discouraged. Like, all right, when's it my time? So to see him out here like playing well, I feel good for the guy. But you know, for the Packers. Their offense is looking really good lately. They've scored at least 20. Well, they scored 19 against the Steelers, but they've scored basically at least 20 in every game since week eight. The Giants may have some issues trying to score points in this game. You know, the Packers defense is not its not elite, but it's still like it's decent. They have a lot of good players on that defense. Um, we'll go through the uh, rankings on the year for the Packers. So defensively, we'll start there. They're ninth best right now in points allowed on defense. They're 18th in yards, so that's a kind of, kind of a weird discrepancy there. Um, they're only 27th in turnovers forced, so they got to be better in that area. They are the 10th best passing defense in yards allowed. They are actually 30th in rushing defense, so this could be a nice Saquon Barkley type of game, so we'll see if that happens, but their run defense has not been good this year. Offensively, they're 17th in points. So a little below average, a tiny bit below average. Um, they are sixth the best in turnovers, so they are protecting the ball. Um, Passing-wise, they're 18th in passing yards. They are 20th in rushing yards. So, you know, they have a good running back duo of Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. I mean, Dillon's not as good as he should be, to be honest, for where he was drafted. I think he was a second-round pick one year, but... Um, you know, he's been okay, I guess. But Aaron Jones, he's now 29. He's kind of falling off a bit, but he's been injured like all year with this hamstring injury. He pulled it back in week one, tried to come back, got re-injured again, and it's been like a whole just effed up year for Aaron Jones. And we know about running backs when they reach their late 20s, it gets rough. And unfortunately for Jones, it's kind of what ha it's kind of what's happening to him right now. So the Packers also have, I mentioned no Christian Watson. They do have a starting tight end missing as well, Luke Musgrave, a rookie. He was playing well this year, had a few big plays out there, but he's out. So now it's Tucker Kraft, who was a third-round pick in this year's draft as well. I guess they took two tight ends. But Tucker Kraft, I think he caught a touchdown against the Lions in that Thanksgiving game. But um, 
Now stepping in for Christian Watson in all likelihoods, Dontavian Wicks, who's also a rookie, a fifth-round pick. He's had some nice flashes. He's made some plays this year. I think he had one stupid fumble at one point against the Chargers or something, or maybe it was the uh, could have been the Steelers game. But I think for a rookie, Wicks has played well. Um, you have Jaden Reed in the slot. Jaden Reed's another impressive rookie. I mean, the char not the Chargers. The uh, Packers have so many young guys on this offense. It's crazy. Like, it's either you're a second-year guy or you're a rookie. And I feel like there's so many freaking, like, guys under 24 on this team that are making plays offensively. But Jaden Reed, their slot receiver, he's been really good. He was second-round pick again. So, you know, he has been really good for them, making plays downfield. Um, Romeo Dobbs. In his second year, 2022 fourth-round pick, he's a really good red zone threat. They do tend to look his way in the end zone, so if they get down there, we'll see if that happens. But Dobbs is a pretty nice receiver as well. The offensive line has been missing Bakhtiari for most of the year. It's been a rough year for him. I think he's an IR, so obviously he won't be back for this game. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's out for the year. Elkton Jenkins is a guy who's been shifted around that line everywhere, but he's playing well. Zach Tom, a guy who was taken in the fourth round last year, playing right tackle. He has a 78 PFF grade. I've heard good things about him. So crazy how it's you know they just draft a guy in the fourth round and he's a tackle and all of a sudden he's good right why the hell can't the giants do this they took evan neal in the first round and he can't even be good but anyway um that's pretty much it for their offense we'll see if love keeps it going i think he will i think the weather for that game should be fine for passing conditions so i'm assuming jordan love makes it uh, another good game here on his 2023 quote-unquote rookie season and for the Giants' defense, any <clears throat> possible bad matchups? I, I kind of like Cordell Flott against Jaden Reed. You know, at least Flott's been playing well this year, so I don't see the Giants getting, like, exploited in the slot. So that's good. Deontay Banks on Romeo Dobbs seems like a, a pretty... It's going to be a physical matchup for sure, and we'll see what it looks like when they get down to the red zone once again. We'll see if Adore Jackson can keep up with the young Dontavian Wicks and if they can also cover their tight end Tucker Kraft with Isaiah Simmons if he plays or... O'Kara has been awesome this year. And, of course, Dexter Lawrence playing is a big thing. They have to get Dexter Lawrence back. Um, we saw the Patriots in the game without Dexter Lawrence. They were able to run the ball well with Ramondre Stevenson before he got hurt and Ezekiel Elliott. So if there is no Dexter Lawrence, I would assume that Aaron Jones or Aaron um, A.J. Dillon, whoever's in there, who's their backup? Like Patrick Taylor's their third back, I think. Like, you know, those guys should run well if Dexter Lawrence is out, if he's in. He obviously makes a massive difference, so that should hopefully help stop the Packers' running game. And um, we'll see if Kayvon Thibodeau can make some noise here. I mean, the Packers, as I mentioned, their tackles have played pretty well this year. They are missing their top left tackle, but still even their replacement, who is Rashid Walker. He was a seventh-round pick back in 2022. He's been playing all right. But, of course, even in this you know lost season, I want to see the young guys make some plays. Xavier McKinney has looked awesome lately. We'll see if he can maybe get an interception on Jordan Love, although he has protected the ball very well lately. But McKinney, a guy playing for a contract, um, he's been out of this world the past like three, four games. So we'll see if he keeps that up outside the um, after the bye. Um, luckily, no ATV accident this bye week, so that's good to see from McKinney. So um, we'll go to the Giants' offensive side of the ball here, some matchups there. Did you know, I think people know this, but did you know the Packers – or starting Corey Ballantyne. I, I think some of you may remember that name. Some of you may not. The Giants took him back in the sixth round of 2019. He was the guy who was actually shot on draft night. And um, I remember one of the radio hosts for WFAM, Mike Francesa, tried to uh, 
like speak badly about Ballantyne because he got shot. Like he had anything to do with it. It was just stupid. So I remember that was a whole thing. But Ballantyne's 27 years old now playing starting corner for the Packers. That's good to see. I'm happy for the guy. Um, their other corner is Valentine. So Ballantyne and Valentine are their starting corners. That's kind of confusing. But um, they have Rashawn Gary on that defensive line. Rashawn has been an absolute stud. Um, that's good to see as well. He's a guy who went to my high school for a couple years, and he was in the same locker room as me, so that was cool. But Rashawn Gary's been awesome, and um, you know he was great on the Thanksgiving game. I think he had a couple sacks in the last game as well. Preston Smith's been good, former commander, Redskin, whatever you want to call him, but he's been playing well. He's been on the Packers now for a few years. Another good edge rusher for this team. Of course, Kenny Clark's a good defensive tackle. Um, their linebackers, I mean, Quay Walker is once again questionable, but even Devondre Campbell, he was so good a couple years ago, not exactly the same level of player he is uh, he was back then. He's now 30 years old, so yeah, it makes sense, but Devondre Campbell is a pretty good linebacker. Um, Darnell Savage, we'll see if he plays, and um, Jonathan Owens, the guy who's married to Simone Biles, that's Jonathan Owens, but he's um, he's made some plays for them this year. He had a touchdown on Thanksgiving, I believe, so... Um, yeah, the Packers defense is like, they're fine. Like, I think the Giants may have some issues scoring in this game. Um, they only scored 10 points in their last outing. Luckily, they were playing the Patriots, who only put up seven points. But um, yeah, the Giants offense may struggle here. I mean, we'll see if Saquon can take advantage of this run defense. That has not been good this year. But at least for the Giants, they get Andrew Thomas to rest for a week. He's obviously been playing injured the entire year, so I hope he looks better and more healthy out there. I'll keep my eye on that, of course. Um, hopefully some more Jalen Hyatt snaps. We'll see if, you know, Wondell Robinson makes some plays from the slot. Um, we'll see if Isaiah Hodgins plays. I know one of the reporters asked about Isaiah Hodgins and why he doesn't play as much, and I think Brian Dable had a pretty, you know, it was a it was a reasonable answer. He was trying to say that Jalen Hyatt and uh and Isaiah um, Hodgins play the same position basically on the field, so like they don't want to take away too many snaps from Hyatt. So it makes sense. Um, Darius Slayton is he back? Where he's where's he at? I feel like Darius Slayton is he on IR? Did I miss that completely? But I know he missed the last game where he was doubtful, and then he came back and played. No, he's not. So he's he's out. He should be out here. We'll see. And especially you know having that week to rest. But it was surprising he played in that last game. It might have been was it the Washington game? I forget, but one of those games he was doubtful and he still played, so you don't see that every day. But uh, we'll see if the offensive line can hold up. I have a lot of fears about like Tyree Phillips against Rashawn Gary, like that may not go too well. Andrew Thomas's side should be fine. You know, Justin Pugh still at left tackle, John Michael Schmitz. Hopefully, he finishes out his rookie year playing well. But I still don't have that many high hopes for the offense this week. If it does look that bad, then obviously they can go back to Tyrod Taylor and maybe things look better. Um, I expect the Packers to win the game, I have to say, but, you know, I think the Giants can keep this close, but I think, like, the Packers are just rolling right now, so it may be tough, but I don't know. I would say the Packers probably win this game, like, 23-16 or something like that. It feels like that type of game. So, would the Giants cover the spread? Try and do quick math here. That's a six-point win, or 23-16, I said, right? So, seven-point win, and it's six-and-a-half. So, technically, the Giants would not cover in that, in that, uh... In that hypothetical score. So that's a shame. But the Giants right now looking at their schedule going forward. And by the way, that Patriots win on Thursday. It's big for those who want to tank. And I'm still there mentally. 
I can't really get on board with a four and eight team, like with a third string quarterback, like winning many games from here on out. So I got to be honest. But right now the Giants are picking seventh. But with New England winning, the Patriots right now have a higher strength of schedule. That could change, of course. But the Patriots are only one win back of the Giants. So if the Patriots win one more game and the Giants lose out, which is possible then the Giants will be ahead of the Patriots. And the Patriots do play the Jets in the final week of the year, and Belichick is probably not losing to the Jets. And that could be his last game coaching for the uh, Patriots. So I don't see them losing that game. But, um, you know, teams ahead of the Giants right now for draft position, the Jets, the Bears, Commanders, Arizona, and New England. I think those teams should at least win one or two more games. Like, Chicago looks better lately. The Jets can probably get a win in there somewhere, I hope. Um, and I think the Jets play somebody that we need to lose. I'm pretty sure they play. They might play the Commanders. That might be who it is. The Commanders are not that bad. They should win some more games. I think they're on a bye this week or something, right? I'm pretty sure they are. I know they're a late bye, so it might be this week. Arizona's on a bye. Um, and New England, they have to win one more game. So I think these teams can win. Like The Giants' chances at a top-two pick are still somewhere in the 30s. I saw that tweet today. I think it's like a 32% chance, but it's not like, you know, it's not nothing. Like 32%, it could happen. We just need the Patriots to win some games and same for Washington and Chicago and the Jets. You know, they just have to win one more of those guys. So hopefully the Giants can still get a top two pick and get that franchise quarterback. That's all I care about right now, to be honest with you. But the Giants going forward, looking at like the look ahead spreads, so, of course, this week they're six-and-a-half-point dogs. Right now they are six-point dogs in weeks in week 15 against the Saints in New Orleans. In week 16, oh, my God. Week 16, they're 13-point dogs at Philadelphia. Jeez. In week 17, the home game versus the Rams. And the Rams right now, I think the Rams have won like five in a row. So, like, they're quietly putting together, like, a really nice stretch here. But right now, the Giants are five-and-a-half-point dogs in that game against the Rams. And, of course, a lot can change in, you know, three more games. And there's no spread for that final game against the uh, Eagles because nobody knows who the hell is going to play. But, uh, yeah, the Rams, if they stay healthy and they keep winning games, I mean, they should probably beat the Giants. I mean, I don't see that happening. I feel like a coach like Sean McVay is not going to let that happen. And I know when the Rams played the Giants a couple years back, it was the same year the Rams won the Super Bowl. They came in here and like beat the Giants by like 25. So um, going forward, the Rams play the Ravens. That's very tough. They're seven and a half point dogs. I could see them keeping that game close. I'll probably take the, uh, I'll probably take the Rams once that pick comes around the spread picks. But after that, they play the Commanders. They play the Saints. They play the Giants. So Three winnable games, and they finish up at San Francisco, and they may have nothing to play for. So, you know, the Rams, after being, what were they, four and six at one point or something, they have a chance here to make the playoffs, so that'd be cool for them. But, um, all right, so that's going to do it for the game preview. Once again, I'm predicting like 23-16 Packers. So now let's get into the week 14 spread picks. On to the spread picks. Uh, last week I went 6-6, six and six, so 500 on the season. I'm 87-85-6, so I'm all right with that. First game, and once again, we go with the uh, home spread. So we're going with the minus five and a half. The Saints are home against the Carolina Panthers. Minus five and a half here for the Saints. I will pick New Orleans. Um, I picked the Panthers last week, and they just were able to cover, so I was happy about that. But, you know, even if it's Jameis Winston, which it could be in this game, I don't care. I know that Rashid Shahid is probably out for the Saints, but... 
you know, the Saints are a much better team. They should be able to beat them on the ground. Uh, J.C. Horn's back for the Panthers, so that's good. But still, I will take the Saints here, minus 5.5 in this first one. The Detroit Lions are at the Chicago Bears. Chicago's a plus 3, so close spread here. Uh, we know about Jared Goff and the Lions outdoors are not as good. So... I think I'll take Chicago. You know, I, I think maybe they're trying to bait me to do that and it's going to work. But, you know, for some reason, this spread's pretty close and I just don't love the Lions outdoors. I just made a video about that, of course. So um, I will take the uh, I'll take the uh, Bears here. Plus three Texans at the Jets. Jets are three and a half point dogs at home here. Uh, Zach Wilson's back as the starter, which is the crazy, you know, crazy situation there. Um but yeah, I think I will. T- I'm gonna take the Jets. Why the hell not? Like I, it Tank Dell's out for the year. It's a big loss for them. Their field stretcher's gone. Um, obviously, C.J. Stroud's still gonna move the ball with Nico Collins and Brevin Jordan. But even the start, the starting tight ends out. Uh, what's his name? Dalton Schultz is out. So Dalton Schultz is out. Tank Dell's out. Like the Houston offense is not gonna be as potent as it usually is, and the Jets still have a good defense. I'll take the Jets plus three and a half here. I think they're still alive to win this game. Um, could be wishful thinking, hoping that the Jets win a game here. But anyway, um, Colts at the Bengals. Could be a fun game here. So it's Cincinnati minus one. Interesting. So I think I'll take Cincinnati. Uh, they're coming off a nice win on the Monday nighter against the Jaguars. On the road, uh, Jake Browning looked really good. He was throwing very accurate passes. Joe Mixon looked pretty good as well. Um, I don't know if he was good on the ground, but he scored a couple touchdowns, so he has that going for him. But, you know, Indy's been playing well. They're playing for a, a playoff spot, but so are the Bengals. So this is a big game for playoff implications here in the AFC, which is kind of surprising. But uh, I'll take Cincinnati here, minus one. Jaguars at the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland, a favorite by three. Um, Trevor Lawrence seems really iffy to play in this game. We'll probably know either tonight or tomorrow morning, but, you know, I'm probably going to go with Cleveland here. I think Joe Flacco looked pretty competent last week. Um, he had that one bad throw, I think, but aside from that, he looked kind of good. So if it is CJ Beathard, I feel very good about this. The Browns defense at home is ridiculous. So I will just take Cleveland minus three. The Rams, who I just mentioned, are at the Ravens. Rams are a seven and a half point dog. I will take the Rams here. I do like this one. Uh, might bet this one in real life. I know that Baltimore's defense is awesome at home, and you know Matthew Stafford's offensive line is not great talent wise, but they have been really good lately. I'll give them their credit. The offensive line somehow is playing great with no names on there, but um, you know Baltimore, they're missing Mark Andrews. There's always guys hurt on that team, so. Yeah, I'll just take the Rams plus seven and a half. I think they could win this game if things break right. The Buccaneers are at the Falcons. The Falcons are one and a half point favorites. I think I will take. It's uh, a tough one. I know the uh, the Buccaneers are. They won last week, but it didn't look too impressive. Um, and shout out to Mike Evans. Ten straight one thousand yard seasons is freaking insane. But anyway, I will I'll take Atlanta. I mean they always hurt me, so why not do it again? But yeah, I'll take the um I almost said the Hawks. Um I will take the Falcons here, minus one and a half. The Minnesota Vikings coming off their bye at the Las Vegas Raiders. Did the Raiders have a bye too? They might have. I forget, but I think both teams uh, both of these teams might be off a bye. The Raiders are three point underdogs at home. And 
With that said, I think I'll take Minnesota. I think I will. Yeah, Minnesota. I'll take Minnesota minus three in this uh, situation. Uh, Josh Dobbs is remaining the starter. He's probably on a short leash, though. But they're getting Justin Jefferson back. He's practiced in full all week, so they're getting the best wide receiver in football back, not named Tyreek Hill. So, yeah, I do like that, of course, and they should be able to run the ball pretty well on this Raiders defense. So I'll take Minnesota minus three. Big spread here. Wow. So Seattle at San Francisco. San Francisco, they're 13-point favorites. Wow, I did not think it'd be this crazy. But all right. Well, this is a giant-ass spread. Like, I don't know. We saw them play on Thanksgiving, the night game, and Seattle did not look too good in that game. But Seattle was so close to beating Dallas last week. They're on extended rest. I mean, 13 points is a lot. I think I'll just take Seattle. I, I think I'm just going to blindly take the Seahawks. It's just so many points. I don't think the Seahawks are that bad. Like, yeah, the Niners are great and they should win this game, but it kind of feels disrespectful to call them 13-point dogs. It's kind of crazy. But anyway, great game here. Buffalo at KC, a rematch of that amazing 2021 playoff game. Um, it's a pick em if you go by the Chiefs spread, so... I feel good about Buffalo. I think Buffalo is the pick here for me. I'm going with the Bills. They're off a bye, and they know they have to win like the rest of their games to like get in the playoffs or have a good chance of making the playoffs. So, you know, they have their new offensive coordinator now. They fired Ken Dorsey. They're probably going to get healthier off the bye. So, yeah, I like Buffalo. The Chiefs just don't look right, and they're also missing Isaiah Pacheco. They're starting running back for this game, and he really sets the tone with his physical running style. So I know they get um, Jarek McKinnon back, which is nice, but I think Buffalo could win this game. So I'll take Buffalo as the pick em. The Denver Broncos are at the LA Chargers. Chargers minus two and a half. I know Denver's coming off a tough loss. I'm kind of surprised the Chargers are favored in this game. The Chargers have not looked good lately. I think I'll take Denver. I just this spread doesn't make too much sense to me. Like, do I just take do I just take the Chargers because it doesn't feel right? Like, I don't know. I feel like Denver's the better team. They have something to play for. I feel like the Chargers don't. So, I mean, they're playing for Brandon Staley's job if that matters. But I think Denver's better. I'll take them plus two and a half. The Giants, they are home against the Packers. The Giants are six and a half point dogs. As I said, I had the Packers winning by seven in my prediction, so I'll just go with Green Bay, minus six and a half. Of course, you know, their offense looks a lot better. The Giants' defense is still questionable to me. Um, this game already happened. I don't know why it's in there, but yeah, shout out to the Patriots for winning. This game should be great on Sunday night football. We have, why the hell they put the Giants first and then this game? I don't know, it's out of order, but whatever. Um, we're going to have the Eagles at the Cowboys. Dallas, they are favorites by three. I like Dallas. I'm taking Dallas minus three. I always take Philly, but I think Dallas is set up well to win this game. They should win this game. You know, Philly's defense is definitely worse than what Dallas has on defense, and I think Dallas's offense can go toe-to-toe with Philly and Dallas is home. So it's only a three-point spread. I'll take Dallas in that situation. Um, the other Monday nighter, same time as the Giant game, the Titans at the... Uh, Titans at the Dolphins. Dolphins are 13-point favorites. I made a mistake against, you know, picking against the Dolphins last week. But they were on the road. I do love picking the uh, Dolphins at home, and I will take them here at minus 13. But 
They beat the uh, Commanders by 30 last week, and I did pick the Commanders, so shame on me. But yeah, I'm taking the Dolphins here, minus 13, so they always beat up on bad teams at home, and I see no different here, even in prime time. So anyway, that's going to do it. That's the spread picks for week number 14. Hope you all enjoyed the video. I'll talk to you guys on, what is that, Monday night to react to this game. I took off work, thankfully, so I'll have uh, a lot of time to sleep there. So I'll talk to you guys on Monday night, and I'll see you next time.